Haggai chapter 2, verses 15 through 19. This is how it reads. Now then, consider from this day onward, before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord. How did you fare? When one came to a heap of twenty measures, there were but ten. When one came to the wine vat to draw fifty measures, there were but twenty. I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail. Yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Consider from this day onward, from the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Consider, is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. You need God's touch in order to be made clean, part two. You go to work, and when you get your paycheck, you are already looking forward to the next time you get paid. Because after you have paid your bills, you may have a little left over, or you may have even said, I'm going to pay this bill on my next check. I'm going to just have to be a little late. So, therefore, you incur a late charge as well. What do we do? What assessment do we make when we are expecting of what we are expecting doesn't happen? What do you do when you've got more month than money? What do you do? (laughs) What gets cut out? Does God get cut out? What evaluations do we make when we have been disappointed with the outcome? The Lord lays out for the people that have gathered or that have returned from captivity, the priests, the leaders, those that were even still in the land, the seriousness of how they have neglected his temple in favor of their own places, and the thinking that they had towards him. Yet God is going to say to them, and is saying, I'm going to turn my curses upon you into blessings. Why? Because you have repented. There are some times when I'm trying to figure something out and I will do the same thing over and over again expecting different results. You've never been there. Have you ever been there where you've done the same thing over and over and over again thinking the outcome is going to be different? And you are there looking with expectation And boy, you get the same result. Well, let me tell you this. Well, you may need to change your method. You may need to change something. It had been over 16 years when Cyrus had let them know to go ahead and begin building the temple, rebuilding the temple that had been destroyed. And when they ran into opposition, the people, they stopped building the temple. They just stopped and then they focused on their own things. To the exclusion of God. Let me tell you this. When you begin to neglect God in one area, it won't be long before you begin to neglect him in others. Stop praying. And not soon, going to church on a regular basis just doesn't seem that important. Stop going to church. Pretty soon, baseball games and football and whatever else may be on TV is more important. Stop praying. Stop going to church. Stop giving to God and pretty soon you'll say that's just too much to give. What do we do when God has blessed us abundantly 
And we make excuses not to be faithful to him. I told you we expect God to give us his best. But oh, if we can just give God the crumbs. Do we realize that God is a great God? He says, I want to bless you. But you've got to treat me like the God that I am. This is what he's telling the people here. You have neglected me. You have done all these other things. And you have not even realized that I've touched your land. I've touched your crops. And you have not made the right assessment. Our first point last week was the assessment. The assessment. Today we're going to pick up with another point, And that is the evaluations and results. The evaluations and results. Just as a quick recap, we mentioned last week that Haggai gives this message, this particular one, on December 18th, 520 B.C. Haggai is once again, is he's the one identified as giving the word. God called him and he's been faithful to deliver the, Lord, to deliver the word. We also mentioned last week that the Bible speaks of what's often called the former and the latter reigns. You may have read that in the Bible or heard the former and the latter reigns. The period of the former reigns in Jerusalem would normally be between October and early November. The latter rains would be late March to early April. But when it speaks of the former and the latter rains, it would really mean anything between October through April. Anything in between would be considered or would be looked at as getting rainfall. I also mentioned to you last week that it has been reported by some that Jerusalem would receive 70% of the rain between October and February. And after the latter rains, there would oftentimes be no rain at all. So if they didn't get rain, the crops would not produce properly. In Haggai chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, as we've read, Now then, consider. There has been a lot of discussion among theologians and commentators and experts just with the beginning of that noun then. Consider. You find even in verse number 18, consider. As I told you, there's no punctuation there in the Hebrew, but what they do, when they want to get your attention, they will repeat something twice, three times. So when you read something uh, in a statement, you will oftentimes hear that statement repeated, or sometimes it is even inverted. You may have a parallel statement, and then it's said a second time in a slightly different way. The Lord has already mentioned to the people how he has touched their crops. Look at what it says in Haggai again, 2.15 through 17. Now then consider from this day onward. This day onward. Many say from this day backwards. So if you look back, when it says look from this day onward, many, many commentators believe here saying, now look back. Before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord. How did you fare? That's the question. How did you do? When one came to a heap of 20 measures, you only got 10. When one came to the wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were but 20. Now, Haggai has already mentioned this, and he's now repeating. 
look at what it says in Haggai chapter 1, verses 9 through 11 that we've read before. This is where we had to even start. He says, you look for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, he says, I blew it away. That's bad when God blows your stuff away. And then the question, why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins. While each of you busies himself with his own house. <laughs> Therefore the heavens above you have, listen, withheld the dew. It has become like iron. I've shut off the heavens. And the earth has withheld its produce. Just in case you didn't know, God really is in control of the weather. He's in control. He's in control. He, he's, he's in control. Don't, don't, don't fret. God's in control. But you need to pray. Because the Lord oftentimes speaks through conditions when there's sin in the land. And I have called for a drought. Look at this. On the land and the hills. On the grain, the new wine, the oil, the very thing that they needed actually for living. On what the ground brings forth. On men and beasts and on all their labors. I told you last week that you are only a steward. Didn't I tell you last week you're a steward? In other words, you don't own anything. You are a manager. It belongs to God and you are managing. Now you don't want God to fire you. Have you ever been fired? That's not a good feeling. That is not a good feeling. If you've never been fired, bless you. But if you ever heard those words, we're making some changes. Without you in the picture. They don't go that way. <laughs> the Lord has given them this information. And, he, and we look at this back in chapter 1. And then he brings it up again. He reminds them the problem that was before them and why. But there was a turning you see, there are times when we begin to do right and we think that God's blessings automatically start the moment we start to obey. There's a process that oftentimes happens when we begin to move in obedience to the Lord. You follow me? You may be forgiven, but there may be a time frame before you begin to see the results of what God is going to do and what you have done. God uses our circumstances oftentimes to speak to us. And so we have to be very, very careful that we pay attention to things that takes place in our lives. We have to be very, very careful. Now I had already mentioned to you in chapter 2, verses 15 and 18, we have um, Haggai saying in this word, now then, consider. That word, consider. And then he says it again in 18. Consider. That is very important that we remember that we have to consider what we do. We have to be careful not to forget what happened to get us in the place of trouble. Remembering can help us not continue to do which led to the trouble. There are a lot of people today who want the blessings of God, but they don't want to obey him for the blessings. There is a cause and effect oftentimes of our behavior and our blessings. You see, when we think of, a, of what's called cause and effect and correlation, there is a difference. 
Cause and effect says that my action here will produce this result. But when we look at a correlation, we can say that this one thing seems to be paired with this one, and it seems to get this result, but maybe not every time. So there seems to be a correlation, but we can say that there is a cause and effect in regards to disobeying God and God's displeasure and eventual consequences. When God sent judgment, the people gave a wrong diagnosis. There was a misdiagnosis. You see, a misdiagnosis can sometimes lead to a lawsuit. Listen carefully, depending on the field that you're in. How do we properly diagnose a matter? Well, after the assessment that has been done, there must be an evaluation and there must be a looking at the results. You assess, you have to evaluate. We often do not make the right evaluation after assessment. Sometimes I have just plainly missed the mark. Have you ever done that? You just missed the mark? Our Dr. Ross has to be very careful when he's working on a patient because <laughs> when he's working, there can be, he has to have what's called malpractice insurance. He has to be careful because there can be a lawsuit. I have to carry malpractice insurance. As a therapist, we have to remember that if we misdiagnose the matter of our condition when the Lord has been doing something, there could be further consequences. The Lord had already told them, if you obey me, I'll bless you. Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you obey, he left, just let them and let them know. But if you don't, here are the curses. The people here are experiencing the curses. They have misdiagnosed the situation. They had already, God had already told them what he would do, but they must have, they must have forgotten. But oh, when the prophet Haggai came, he began to remind them and tell them why they were in the condition that they were, and he gave them the solution to get out. Today, many people don't want the solution. What do you do when you've been given a solution? You say, I don't like that solution. I don't want that solution. You're telling her, but, but this is going to give you what you need. I don't want to take it because it does not taste good. Ever been there? I drink about two ounces of vinegar, um, apple cider vinegar, almost every day. It helps to detoxify your system. I don't like it. So what I do, I dilute it. <laughs> I put a little water. Two ounces in the glass, put a little water. And then I put a little bit of apple juice in it. I'm serious. Shake it up a little bit. Because then I don't like it cold, I put it in the microwave for about 12 seconds. Get a little warmth. And then I start drinking it like this. That's how I drink it. I just don't like it. But you know what? It's good for the body. And so I, I, I psych myself up and say, it'll be over soon. Just go ahead and take it right now, and you will be glad that you did. And so I make myself do it, even though I don't like it. What do we do? We have to be careful when we consider what God has done, that we make the proper diagnosis. We have to be very, very careful. 
In Psalm 78, 47, it says, He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. It's another passage relating to what God was doing with disobedience. It was God who struck them. He let them know that he did not even do it in secret. He was behind it all. When you look for a perpetrator of a crime or something that's wrong, you do so so that, excuse me, that justice may be brought against the person. However, in the case of God, how are you going to stand and press charges against God when he's bringing about what's taking place in your life? Amos chapter 4 verse 9. I struck you with blight and mildew. It's believed that Haggai may have gotten his statement from Amos. Your many gardens and your vineyards, your fig trees and your olive trees, the locusts devoured. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. What caused the people to miss over time the problem with their labor and not producing and that God was possibly, possibly behind it. What made them forget? They forgot not only the rebuilding the temple, they forgot God's word. You see, the answer to their problem was in God's word. And so what does Haggai do? Before God says, I'm going to bless you, he reminds them of the seriousness of what's taking place so that they don't do it again. That's the mercy and grace of God to let us know how to avoid situations. (laughs) You see, God had tied their complete blessings to obeying him. Do you know your blessings are in obedience to God? Do you know that your blessings come because you obey God? Listen, not just what you want to do, but you obey God. Him. Have they forgotten since being back in the land of Jerusalem that God had promised them that they would be blessed and that he would bless their crops, that he had already laid out what he would do for them? He said, I would make you the head and not the tail. I would send rain at the proper time. I will bless your crops so that they grow. And even, he says, when the land has to lie barren because every six years after they did the crops, I think it was the sixth or seventh year, they had to let the land sit. And the people asked God a question. Well, what are we going to eat when we can't plant in that year? The Lord said to them, the year before, I'm going to produce so much for you that you'll be able to eat for three years. If you are obeying me, that one year, I'll call the land before to produce for three years. I'll take care of you. How do we trust God when there are problems and difficulties? God says, I'll bless you through obedience. They must have forgotten that. And so in this reminder, they are now at the place where the Lord reminds them, he says, consider, consider, consider what's happened before. Consider now as you go forward. Consider. Verses 18 through 19, 18 and 19, I'll soon be done. Consider from this day onward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider, is the seed yet in the barn? The answer would be no. 
Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I'm going to bless you. I will bless you. Why? Because now you have repented. The work on the temple has begun. And so even though the seed is now in the ground and it has been lying there dormant, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to bless you starting right now. I recall when we had a drought for years in, in California. And I believe that some of these droughts are because of sin. But let me say this. We began to pray as well as people around the country. God sent rain. It's like over three years it had been drought. And they had been saying that in order to make up the difference, it would be years before the, the reservoirs would be full. Do you not know that in that year, God sent so much rain that the reservoirs were running over? But the Lord made up years of drought, and really in less than a year, but during the rainy season. And I am of the belief that it was because God's people around the world were calling on him. You see, when God is acknowledged and obeyed, he'll make the elements work in your favor. That's, that's just incredible to me. That God can take the elements and says, okay, rain, time for it to rain. When he says, I send blight, blight would be that that's a scorching heat. It would wither the plants. Then the mildew is because there's moisture. God says, I'll take all that away. I'm going to bless you from this day on. Why? Because you now turn to me and you're obeying me. But don't, but, but don't forget what happened. When I used to get in trouble, my parents said, no, no, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. There was a reminder. I remembered right then. Yeah, I remember, I remember. But it wouldn't be long to have to be reminded again. Y'all the same. <laughs> How do we experience the blessings of God? It's because of when we obey him. When we don't even see what is going to be, trusting him makes all the difference. You know what pleases God? Trusting him when you don't see how it's going to work out? Because he's just God. Because he says, there's nothing too hard for me. I can do it. Finally, as we close. If you really want to be blessed by God, there really needs to be a personal relationship with him. One says, Lord, I don't know you as my Savior, but I want to experience the blessings. And so, what needs to happen? Well, you need to become one of his children. <laughs> he made you, but, but there is a separation from, with many because they have not said yes to the will of God. So what do we do? We say, God, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I accept your righteousness, the blood that was shed for me. Would you cover me? Because I want to be in right relationship with you. I want to be with you. That's all. Not based on how you feel. Don't have to turn around. Don't have to fall down. No. It's believing God's word. Our Heavenly Father, today we pray that we will remember that we are sinners saved by grace. And that you made us for yourself. And so we are praying today that any person that does not yet know you, say, God, would you forgive me of my sins? Cleanse my heart, cleanse my sins, and make my heart 
as white as snow. We pray today that God, you will take the message that has been preached today, where people have in their hearts, the ears that have heard, may it be a word that carries them through this week, remembering that it's obedience to you. Having a personal relationship with the Lord opens the door to being able to be blessed by God in a mighty way. We do love you for who you are, and we thank you for your righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen.